Welcome to First Formation, a weekday podcast for high church lowlifes like me, Logan Isaac, looking to get the fuck up and pray. This is where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hearty folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. A podcast for anyone who cares for soldiers and veterans enough to follow us into the mud and the suck, to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 31, verses 9 through 16. Be gracious to me, O Lord, for I am in distress. My eye wastes away from grief, my soul and body also. For my life is spent with sorrow and my years with sighing. My strength fails because of my misery and my bones waste away. I am the scorn of all my adversaries, a horror to my neighbors, an object of dread to my acquaintances. Those who see me in the street flee from me. I have passed out of mind like one who is dead. I have become like a broken vessel, for I hear the whispering of many, terror all around, as they scheme together against me, as they plot to take my life. But I trust in you, O Lord. I say, you are my God. My times are in your hand. Deliver me from the hand of my enemies and persecutors. Let your face shine upon your servant. Save me in your steadfast love. Isaiah chapter 53, verses 10 through 12. Yet it was the will of the Lord to crush him with pain. When you make his life an offering for sin, he shall see his offspring and shall prolong his days. Through him the will of the Lord shall prosper. Out of his anguish he shall see light. He shall find satisfaction through his knowledge. The righteous one, my servant, shall make many righteous, and he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore I will allot him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he poured out himself to death, and was numbered with the transgressors. Yet he bore the sin of many, and made intercession for the transgressors. Hebrews chapter 2, verses 1 through 9. Therefore we must pay greater attention to what we have heard, so that we do not drift away from it. For if the message declared through angel, through angels was valid, and every transgression or disobedience received a just penalty, how can we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? It was declared at first through the Lord, and it was attested to us by those who heard him. While God added his testimony by signs and wonders and various miracles, and by gifts of the Holy Spirit distributed according to his will. Now God did not subject the coming world, about which we are speaking, to angels. But someone has testified somewhere, What are human beings that you are mindful of them, or mortals that you care for them? You have made them for a little while lower than the angels. You have crowned them with glory and honor, subjecting all things under their feet. Now in subjecting all things to them, God left nothing outside their control. As it is, we do not yet see everything in subjection to them, but we do see Jesus, who for a little while was made lower than the angels, now crowned with glory and honor because of the suffering of death, so that by the grace of God he might taste death for everyone. Today we have a short reading, but it's powerful 
um, and keeping in mind we're in Lent and just a, a week or so away from um, the Tridium, uh, which is Monday, Thursday, Good Friday, Holy Saturday, and Easter Sunday. Well, Easter Sunday isn't. Wait, yeah, Friday, Saturday, Sunday is the Tridium. Monday, Thursday, the evening service begins it. Anyway, um, I've always been really curious um, why we call Good Friday good. Good Friday is, um, so Monday, Thursday is the Last Supper when Jesus gathers everybody together. They break bread. He said he's going to, he says he's going to be betrayed. This is also the festival of Passover when um, the angel of death goes through all of Egypt and takes all the firstborn sons unless there's lamb's blood painted on the outside door. And this is when uh, the Israelites are told to, you know, sleep with their shoes on and don't wait for the bread to rise. And when the uh, morning comes and Pharaoh sees that all of the firstborn children um, are killed, um, they, he, in anger, tells the Israelites to leave, and they do in a hurry. There's the same um, festival, the, the memorial of this festival, festival is a weird name, but a uh, memorial of this date is, is um, Monday, Thursday. Um, and so it's this Passover meal when it's supposed to be urgent and um, anxiety producing or the way it's set out. Um, you know, there's bitter herbs and lemon and, uh, you know, unleavened bread. Um, and so uh, he, that night he's arrested as everybody's sleeping. And all of Friday, late Thursday night into Friday morning are these trials when Jesus is put before Herod and put before Pilate and put before the Sanhedrin. And Friday afternoon, he's finally executed. So it's a whirlwind, uh, 24 hours. And before the sun is down on Friday, he's, he's dead. And Friday afternoon, evening, Saturday morning and evening um, is, is known as Holy Saturday. Um, and there is no services, um, and the, uh, the altar is typically draped in black or, or purple for Lent and repentance. And then, um, Good Friday, or uh, I'm sorry, Easter Sunday comes and in high liturgical traditions, you say he is risen. And too often we look at the Easter Sunday, but that's not the point. In fact, it's precisely not the point. The point is the loss of all hope, the loss of everything. This, um, in the early Apostles' Creed, um, actually the Roman, um, the, the Roman rule, I can't remember what they called it, but before the Apostles' Creed was the Apostles' Creed, it was this really simple theological statement, um, and it's continuing the Apostles' Creed, the statement when Jesus goes down to the dead or down to hell, the harrowing of hell. And there's no lower you can go. And in today's reading, it talks about suffering. It talks about um, being crushed. And um, the irony, um, the irony is that suffering is actually what brings about this rightness, this goodness. Out of his anguish, we shall see light, Isaiah says. He shall find satisfaction through his knowledge. And he will make many righteous and he shall bear their iniquities. So this rightness 
is only possible through suffering, through taking on guilt and sin. Um, he bore the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors. He was even numbered with them, even though we know that he has done no, no evil. Um, and then in the letter of, uh, to the Hebrews by an unknown author, typically attributed to Paul, but most modern scholars don't think that's the case. Um, it, it carries on in the same vein in subjecting all things to, uh, to humans. Humans are lower than the angels, even though they will be made higher than the angels. Much like Christ is made the lowest of the low, even going down into hell. Um, and it is that ability, that capacity, that um, process is precisely what makes for strength and for power. Um, the ability of God to bear all sufferings is at the root of what we should think of when we talk about strength. It isn't, um, you know, in the in veteran space, you think of like all these veteran-owned coffee companies and t-shirt companies that like it's all about guns and how many you can get and you know how many women you can get to model with scant clothing and you know it's really weird stuff but like really typical kind of alpha male shit um and yet uh the 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 reality is that um the those who don't really aspire to much who are willing to go through the mud and the suck um that's really what um the military typically the social hierarchy is all about um and we get kind of um confused when we think about well it's all about how much i can do how much um damage i can inflict how many you know uh, fires for effect I can call, you know, if you're an artilleryman. Um, but that really isn't strength. That isn't the way the world was made. Um, strength is actually how many times you're able to get back up when you've been knocked down. Um, how many times you can pick yourself back up when um, you've lost all hope. Because that's precisely what um, Lent and the... the um, kind of the nexus of the the Lenten and Easter season is that Holy Saturday when everything is lost. If you put yourself in this story and you think of yourself as being willing and able to follow Christ, you just watched how wrong you were when the when Jesus dies on the cross. And I try to impress this upon civilian audiences in particular. Um not only don't jump to Easter, but really be willing to appreciate the significance of Holy Saturday when everything was lost, when we were all caught up in um, in what looks like a farce. There's this um, something that maybe only um, military folks will understand. Um, but if, you know, you train with your weapon, you go through nine weeks of boot camp for the army and I don't know how many weeks for other branches. Um, and then, you know, field training exercises and pre-deployment. If you go out to Iraq or Afghanistan or anywhere else and you leave your little bunker, your, your hooch without your weapon, you feel naked, you feel embarrassed, you feel humiliated. That is the feeling that we're supposed to feel on Good Friday and Holy Saturday. 
that we we've got we were caught with our pants down that we we believe this thing and yet how stupid could we have been and not just how stupid are we but all hope is lost we put all of our hope and our expectation and anticipation in this person and for a full 48 hours all looks like it's lost but the truth is behind the scenes god is taking on literally every single burden that you can imagine that's ever existed that ever will exist um, he's taking all of that on every single time you've been beaten down every single time you've been humiliated and insulted and hurt god takes that on on holy saturday and the incredible shit is that he gets back up and instead of rushing to getting back up and creating in us a superficial hope because we know or we think we know really how much it takes to believe um, that Holy Saturday could be that that moment when we recognize that strength is not you know strength is not about how many enemies we kill or how many um, how much we earn or whatever it's how much we persevere it's how many times we get back up it's how many times we we give up giving up on ourselves. It's that moment when we legitimately think we have nothing left. When there's no reason to think that we can get up. When we feel that slight shift of weight and we pull our knee underneath ourselves. We get up slowly but surely and we stand up one more time even though we didn't have any faith that we could because that faith doesn't belong to us. It's given. A prayer for the oppressed from the Book of Common Prayer. Look with pity, O Heavenly Father, upon the people in this land who live with injustice, terror, disease, and death as their constant companions. Have mercy upon us. Help us to eliminate our cruelty to these, our neighbors. Strengthen those who spend their lives establishing equal protection of the law and equal opportunities for all. And grant that every one of us may enjoy a fair portion of the riches of this land. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Thank you for falling into Pew Pew HQ's First Formation, where we share morning prayers for the humble, hearty folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, I hope you'll consider participating in one of the three following ways. First, you can support this podcast with a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash firstformation. You can sponsor morning prayer for Pew Pew people with as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host yourself by recording a lectionary reading and sending it to me to be included in a weekday episode of your choosing. Instructions for co-hosts can be found in earlier episodes, and you don't have to be a grunt to participate in First Formation in this or any way. Finally, and maybe most importantly, you can send me your prayer requests of a minute or less with a voice message feature on Anchor's iOS or Android apps. Prayers may be added to a morning prayer episode, aired anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it. 
three ways to participate in morning prayers for Pew Pew people. I hope you will continue to listen in and maybe even consider participating yourself. This has been and always will be Logan Isaac. Always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.